Blog Hi, Talk Radio. Hey, Mia. Hi. Thanks for joining us this, uh, this evening. Sorry about that. Oh, All right, absolutely. everyone. Good evening. Welcome to the call. Your answer. I'm your host, Mia Watkins. I am here tonight with C. C. D. Cannon. She is uh, the divine hostess. Hi, C. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Mia. I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. My phone was like was messing up. I don't know what was going on. So anyway, you we're know technology. On now. I know, right? These Apple phones. I love them, but still, sometimes really <laughs> difficult. <laughs> but hey, uh, thank you for being on the show. Um, I'm really excited to have you on the show. I actually a little backstory about C. Um, C. 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 Cannon. And she actually did a video for me already. We interviewed on my iPhone, and it didn't work out, and I don't know what happened. (laughs) So now we've got her on my podcast that I'm really excited about because she's made me love vegetarian food because I don't – I mean meat. I'm a big meat eater, but she makes the food look (laughs) so pretty. So I just – I want to eat it. (laughs) That's the idea. I, I know, right? So thank you for having us on Call Your Answers. Before we get started, um, I'd like to have my guests kind of tell, give everyone, like, you know, a little backstory about themselves and, you know, a little bit about themselves. So tell us about yourself, Dee. Yeah. So um, I'm the owner of Divine Hostess. I'm, I love it. I've been doing this for a few years now. I kind of started the idea in 2005. So it's been about five years, but it's sort of morphed from um, having an idea of doing a catering business to later having a blog and then later becoming an author. And during that time, as I was coming up with this idea of healthy lifestyle and cooking, I was in graduate school to become a mechanical engineer. And so um, I kind of live like a a dual lifestyle of uh, doing mechanical engineering during the day and then doing my health blogging throughout wherever I can fit it in, Um, sometimes even kind of sneaking up on my bedtime too, but um, I do what I can. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. It's awesome. I mean, your blog is really awesome. I I love seeing you talk about the foods you're cooking, like your your eating habits. It's so essential, you know, and it's really important, especially you know, for women and, you know, just put in everyone in general. And it's fun. Absolutely. Too. Cooking is fun, you know. And I it think, is. Uh, I think, yeah. So well, also, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, it's definitely fun, and I think of cooking as art. And so it's always my goal to let people know how simple it is. Yeah, you know, I think people get really frustrated. I know myself, when I cook, I used to be so frustrated. I'm going to have to do that, do that. But there's so many simple things, especially mm-hmm. with vegetarian, that can be yes. cooked really quickly. And Absolutely. I think people are kind of, like, intimidated by it sometimes, these, these meals. But I'll see some of your meals, I'm like, wow, that looks really good. I probably could never make that. But <laughs> I'm sure you'll tell everyone, or you'll, you can tell me, like, it's really simple, yeah, to make some of these menus, some of these meals. Oh, yes. And my audience, when I first started out, I said I was in graduate school when I was coming up with all this, so it was my classmates. And even though it's, you know, 2015, engineering is still, you know, a lot more male-dominated. So my classmates that were trying my recipes were guys between the age of, like, I would say 22 (laughs) and about 26. And so they said, keep it simple, 
don't have me at five different stores. And they were actually trying my recipes. I mean, that was the cool thing. And they were saying, hey, we love the pictures. That makes it easy. And some of them would say, oh, I made this for my girlfriend. And it was that, that was my audience, you know, college students who don't have a very large budget. Um, and that don't want a million steps to making their, their you know, amazing meal. Oh, awesome. Yeah, because college students were broke. They were broke. I was yes. broke in college. We were all broke in college. We all ate top yeah, ramen, but, so at least, oh at least you were gosh. making vegetarian dishes. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's funny also, my biggest audience is non-vegetarians because, you know, I'm not an advocate really? for becoming a vegetarian. Yeah, I'm more of an advocate for eating vegetables. So I think a lot of ah. meat eaters will come to my blog because they think, well, I'm making a steak, I'm making scallops. What veggie can I have that goes along with it? And I'll get a lot of questions on Twitter or on my Facebook page like, hey, I have to make dinner for someone in three hours. What veggie goes with this? And so it's just a way to make them more delicious. And I think vegetarians and vegans do a good job of that because that's all we eat. So we don't just mm-hmm. steam a veggie and throw it next to a protein. It's our main dish. So we think about, oh, well, with the broccoli, you can roast it. And have you tried and ginger with it and a little bit of soy sauce? You know, and it, it changes the whole flavor of it. So, yeah. You know, I, I didn't think about it that way. Well, you're absolutely right. Um, it's not specific to vegetarians or vegans because people, like, I, I know that I like color in my food and that in vegetables, you know, obviously have the color. So it's, I love yeah. putting colors in my food. So it's, you're right. You know, I didn't think about that. That's a good, that's something that I'm probably going to take you up on now and, like, look more. Yeah. Like, call you and I'm like, hey, I want to make this festival. I think I might have called you one time. I think I was going to make yeah. couscous or something. Yes. <laughs> I <called you. laughs> yes, I get a lot of questions. And I do want people to know I'm most accessible on Twitter. So I can't promise that I'm going to respond immediately, but that is the fastest way. And I do get a lot of dinner questions. You know, sometimes it'll be early morning and the person's like, I'm going to go grocery shopping after work. What do you recommend? Um, I've even gotten questions like, what are some good, you know, low calorie snacks, things like that. And I'm, I'm happy to help. And it's really cool. Sometimes I'll even see my followers respond to that person. So it's really a very good community. People are very helpful and it shows that people are learning. So. Yeah, that's so awesome. That's got to be, like, rewarding to see your own followers, yeah. you know, commenting on your pages, answering someone else's questions. Yeah. That's really awesome. Well, now, I love let's it. Get right in. Yeah, I mean, it, it must be, like, I, I would be, like, that would make me really happy and kind of feel like I'm accomplishing something. I'm doing something that I love, and I'm helping both at the same time. So that's really awesome. Yes. So as you know, this show is called The Call Your Answers. It's about people that got a call and they answered it. So tell me or tell us about something that what you feel you were called to do here and that led you to divine host it, like your passion that led you to divine host Yeah, Yeah, I'm definitely passionate about what I'm doing here. Um, For me, I've always enjoyed eating, (laughs) but I didn't always enjoy (laughs) cooking. I I didn't learn how to cook until I was about, I don't know, 22 or 23. Before that, I could maybe make a few simple dishes, but that was about it. But as I started to get into wanting to entertain, like, you know, have dinner parties and different things, I slowly learned. So I started with what I consider easy. I started with breakfast. And as I would take pictures of the parties or share on Facebook, people would ask me questions and say, well, tell me how you made that curry egg salad or tell me how you did this. So I would take time to type up these recipes for people. And then all of a sudden I thought, wow, I have like 
10 of my own recipes. Next thing you know, I had 15 or 20, and that's kind of how it went. It was just from people asking for advice, asking me to share their recipes, and, well, where did you buy that really pretty dish in the picture? And so I think it just sort of unfolded organically, but it really came from my just passion for having people over entertaining. I find that it's a lot more intimate than going to dinner. Dinner is nice and it's cool to have really great experiences at restaurants, but have you ever been in conversation and you're deep in conversation and then the waitress (laughs) comes up and says, can I get some more water? I mean, they don't even, they don't even look to see if you're talking. They just interrupt. And so I feel like at home, you don't have that problem, and you can control the environment. Everyone's comfortable, and it's yeah. more focused on the time you're spending together. So that's really where mm-hmm. it came from. And I feel like I got kind of pushed into it because people would say, oh, well, I need more recipes. Well, you should post that other one. And it, it just kind of went from there. And when I got into graduate school, I could control my own schedule. I wasn't working a full-time job. So I had time when I wasn't studying to write more. So that's kind of how it unfolded. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I mean, so you can tell me, like, you actually told me uh, a little bit about how the name Divine Host came about, and I really like the story, um, how, mm-hmm. how it came about. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about how that came about? Because I love it. I love Divine Hostess. I just think, yeah. oh, that's so awesome. Oh, thank you. So Divine Hostess, I really was deep in thought because I wanted a name that was catchy but also made sense and wasn't random. And I was really in prayer about this because I was like, you know, whatever I, whatever name I use, I'm going to stick to it. It's going to be really important. And for mm-hmm. me, the thing that was on my heart was Proverbs 31, the virtuous woman. But in prayer and all these things that came up, you know, I obviously didn't come up with the name, oh, I'm going to name my brand Virtuous Woman. I came up with Divine Hostess because it's a more modernized way to say this divine, you know, this woman who is virtuous. She has her house in order. She has no worries. She's wise. People respect her in the community. And, of course, we know men follow Divine Hostess too, but it's still, it's the concept of this person who has virtues, who is strong and wise and has their life in order. And to me, I don't see how your life can be in order if your health is not in order. How can you pursue your goals mm. and your dreams if your health is not in good shape? And so yeah, that's kind yeah. of where I come in. I'm, I'm in that support role to help people to get to their optimal health and stay there so they can pursue the dreams and passions that they have. Oh, man, I love that, Dee, and that's so true. It's, you know, people talk about it so often, like, I want to be, my life is in order, I've got this money, I've got this, I've got the job. But you've got high cholesterol. You have high blood pressure. <laughs> right. You, you right. know what I mean? Like, and these are things that you may not even see them. You can be totally fit, and you can be the fittest person mm-hmm. ever and have high blood pressure, have diabetes, right. have right. cholesterol because of your, your diet. You know, so I think right. that's what's really important about your, your blog, and I think what you were kind of saying, like you, you, you're here to be a service people, and this is what you're doing, you know, mm-hmm. by being a service by giving people these recipes and talking about it. Um, so right. that's just, like, to be commended. I love that. Now, well, thank you. another thing is that Miss Divine Hostess has a cookbook. Do you not have a yes. cookbook, Steve? Can you tell us <laughs> about how that cookbook came about? I saw it at her house, and I was like, oh, no, you wrote a cookbook? She's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, you're an engineer, and you wrote a cookbook. All right, then. Well, you know, you kind of forget over time because, you know, you sort of focus on what your next goal is and, you know, you don't have time to think about what already passed. But the the book really was sort of connected to what I talked about before about me sharing my recipes. And some of them, like I mentioned, the curry egg salad for one, 
Um, there was also like a, a black bean um, quesadilla that they, they mm. people asked for the recipe over and over. And so I thought, gosh, I've got to put this together. And so I was just really sending out like a Word document to people, but I had this collection building up. And so when I took a business course in college, my professor encouraged me to publish it. So <laughs> the funny thing is I'd been sitting on a book for like a year. It was all <laughs> ready to go, but I just I hadn't I didn't know how to publish it and I was making excuses and I was being a perfectionist, but really like just being fearful and saying, Well, I've got to kind of put some finishing touches on it before I, you know, put it out there and my professor encouraged me to do it and that really shifted me into high gear to do editing, to get, you know, taste testing, to practice the recipes, Ah. make sure the quantities were right. And actually the most fun part was the photo shoot for the book because I had family and friends come over. So many people supported me. They all came over and I commissioned them to make the recipes, which also made sure that they were correct. So you've got someone over here making lentil tacos, someone over here arranging princess pasta. Yes, that's one of the books. And (laughs) it was really cool to see them ask me questions and say, did you really mean a whole tablespoon of red pepper flakes? And I'm like, no, oh my gosh, so much pepper, you know? (laughs) And then my dad was there and he's got a background in restaurant and catering. And so he was showing me how to arrange and it was so cool to see that and then see what recipes were, uh, were liked Mm -hmm. and were popular. So it was really cool. Like my friends and family, they knew about what I was doing, but this was like more, they got to see more of what I do. So I was Mm -hmm. even more excited to finally, finally publish. Oh, neat. Princess Pasta. I want to make that happen. I just like the title, Princess Pasta. I'm all for it. So, RCC, you've got this amazing blog. You've got these great followers. You wrote a book. You had a calling. You answered it by doing a divine hostess. Now, tell us a little bit about some struggles or challenges that you ran into while doing this. And tell us also a little bit about how you overcome those things, how you overcame those challenges. Yeah, so I think that I mentioned that I, I am a perfectionist, and I've heard people say, oh, I'm a perfectionist, and they say it as, as though it's a good quality, but I think it's something to work through because what can happen is, for me, my some of my challenges and struggles were self-created because I would oftentimes not launch ideas and not move forward because I would say, well, I'm still perfecting it, or it's not ready, or people won't like mm-hmm. it. I would I would kind of shoot myself down before anyone else would have the opportunity to. And what I learned from entrepreneurship courses and from mentorship is sometimes your first product isn't that great, but it's a starting point. If you never start, how will you move forward? And so a lot of times I'm my biggest challenge, and I will make the excuse that I don't have the budget for it. And then you see this other person that says, well, I moved to the city with $400 and no car, you know, things like that. And you go, okay, well, I guess I can't make that excuse. You know, so just a lot of times it was me. And then I would often tell myself, well, why would anyone listen to you? Why, why put this blog out here? Who besides your mom and your sister are reading? I would often have that thought or have that, even when people were asking for it, it it just made no sense. But you're, you're very, writing is very, in my mind, vulnerable. And so I would just be afraid of, putting it out there or, or having a party and having people taste the food. Like, what if they hate it? It's, you know, there's no meat in it. And so I would often do that. But for me to overcome it, I had to realize a lot of those negative thoughts were lies. They're not helpful. They're not productive. And so I had to push past yeah. that and say, <laughs> how are you going to move forward? What, you know, and, and, and force myself, put a deadline out there and say, no, I'm not waiting till it's perfect. March 1st is the day, you know, April 1st mm. is the day. And I would go forward a little, little by little and just meet the commitments to myself. Because honestly, mm. when you work for yourself, 
you have to keep the promises you make to yourself. So if you put out there, yeah. hey, yeah. I'm going to make a YouTube video every Friday, then you've got to keep that promise. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. so that, that for me was the motivator. Instead of dwelling on how it's going to be received, work on being consistent, work on keeping my promise to myself because I'm my own boss. If I just decide to slack off, then yeah. you know the only consequence is that I don't get to move forward and I I won't prosper eventually. So kind of just putting action instead of a negative thought, just having a forward-moving action. Oh, that's so great. See, you said something that really, really resonated with um, with me and I think can resonate with a lot of listeners, and especially being in L.A. and people self, um, self-producing, self doing their own products, doing their own programs and, and so forth, yeah. is that yeah. your first project is not always going to be your best one. Right, and right. a lot of people, what I've, what I've noticed with talking to a lot of people on this show thus far is that people, it takes more that you have to go one time and then you might still, you have to keep going. And your first time, 90% of the time is not going to be the one. It's right, going to be the right. two or three after that. And mm-hmm. you talked about, you actually talked about this when we did our video interview about consistency. And yes. you're saying if you're gonna say if you're gonna do a show on March first, every Friday you're gonna have a show on mm-hmm. YouTube, stick to that. And that right. comes with failing one time or maybe not doing well, I just keep going, keep going with that. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. And I think so yeah. many people need to hear that because it's really I know a lot of people they get down on themselves the first time something doesn't work out and they just wanna quit. Mm-hmm. Right. So and not realizing that, that they're their prosperity is strongly tied to their consistency. Mm, like yes. that connection, it's it's everything. And and you know, yeah. here's here's an example, my YouTube channel. There have been times when I have worked so hard on a video and thousands of followers, right? And a video will get a hundred views and I think, Oh my God, mm, wow, what yeah. a flop, this didn't do anything. Well, I actually had a gentleman that I met on the train chatting with me, found out that I had a blog, went home and watched a bunch of my videos and said, hey, I'd like for you to come teach a quarter at this private school about how oh, you teach a wow. cooking class. And imagine had I wow. been inconsistent and my last video was from two years ago because it wasn't getting the views I wanted. Maybe it's not about mm-hmm. getting views, but it's about being present so that way when the opportunity comes, I'm showing that I'm ready. Oh, that's so Oh my god, I, I just love that. I love that. I just saw this post. Um someone posted said, Focus on the vision, not the money. And I yes. think what you said is kind of the same thing. It's like don't focus on the likes. Don't focus mm-hmm. on how many views you have because I find myself doing that too. Especially when you have as right. you know, when you have things like this, you're just like, Okay, there's only two followers. Okay, what am I right. gonna do? You yep. know, and it's so important yep. to remember, like, you're not doing it for the views. You're not doing it for the likes. You're not doing it for the money. You're doing it because it's something you're passionate about, you were called to do, and you know you have mm-hmm. to do it. Absolutely. So you, you kind of touched on it already when you said prosperity is tied to your consistency. Can you give us, like, what would be your advice to people out there that, are, that have a calling? They're answering it, and they're running into all these challenges, and they want to quit. What is mm-hmm. your advice to them? I think that being consistent is so huge. Yes, you want to perfect your process, right? You mean, you know, obviously you hear all the time, practice makes perfect. But listen, if you're practicing wrong, you're not going to land on perfect <laughs> practicing wrong. So I get that the process needs to be perfected, but you also should be happy that you're not visible right away. You have time yeah. to fail, make mistakes, 
put silly stuff out there, see how it's, you know, it gets, it's received. And then as you grow and mature into your craft, then you're ready for visibility. I mean, I can't Mm -hmm, imagine the blog mm -hmm. post that I was putting out in 2012, Mia, I was using this terrible camera phone. I like, I made this pasta dish and listen, the pasta dish was good, but you know, when you take your pasta and you strain it, you strain the pasta. I mixed all the pasta in there. And then when I took the picture, I didn't take it out of the strainer. Like I didn't even arrange the food. It was just in this horrible little bowl. And can you imagine if my, the 5,000 views came that day, they would have roasted me. Like, what is this? And the thing is people made my recipe, like people that knew me, they loved it, but the presentation was all wrong. So I'm thankful I didn't have that visibility in the beginning. I had softer critics that were friends and family, that kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. then now as I mature and grow, I'm ready for that exposure because people are not that nice on the Internet. It's kind of like in your car when people are, like, so bold to flip someone off. On the Internet, they're even worse. And people need to realize that whatever your craft is, you're going to be criticized. So allow yourself while you're in the shadows, not visible, to mature and get ready. So because what are you going to do when 10,000 people come to your your uh, your page and say, I want to order 5,000 hats? Do you have that many hats? Are you ready for that type? Oh, yeah. You know, you've got to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. That way you don't disappoint people when they do show up. So for now, mm-hmm. whatever my little audience is, if it's 100 views, I, I want to work on keeping those 100 customers happy, and then I can go to 500. I can go to 1,000. So. That would be my advice wow. is just take advantage. Take advantage of those shadows and get yourself ready, mature. Yeah, you heard that, people. Fail, you know, when people can't see you. Put stuff in the strainer and leave it there when people can't see you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they got oh, really, really runny marinara sauce before people see yep. Yep, and and listen, those pictures are still up on my blog because some new blogger needs to see, they need to see the progress. I'm not going to hide that stuff. They need to see how much I've grown over the last show. And and that's that's so, and that's that's a learning process, obviously, to Mm -hmm. see where you come from and where you are now. And a lot of people don't, uh, people are so quick to be like, I just want to forget about that all of that altogether. I want to start brand new. Right. You can't start brand new because that's where you started from. I hate to quote Drake, but started from the bottom. Now we're here. Like you can't hey. really know how much you've improved until you see, yes. like, oh my gosh, I, I had my pasta in a strainer. Okay. Yes. I now yes. I know that I need presentation. I need to like make it look, but I need to present it to mm-hmm. five thousand people. People are looking at what I'm doing, so I need to take care of the product and what I'm doing. So, yeah, exactly. I, I like that. I, I totally agree. It's just, you know, sell when you're not being watched. I mean, even if you sell when you're being watched, hey, it's a learning process. You never sell. Yeah. You, you always learn, right? Yeah, you'll, you'll never be perfect. Gosh, some of the tweets that I think are so deep, and I look back, and it's been retweeted, and there's typos all over the place or, you know, just different things. We, we make mistakes, of course, but I yeah. know that what I'm putting out is more mature now than it was then. <laughs> so. And that's definitely like one of my things. Like I'm like I'm getting better at like rereading my tweets, my Facebook mm-hmm. posts. I'm like, oh my gosh, I was supposed to be an eye there. That's that. That's that. You know, it's yeah. terrible. So I know. we're winding down here. Um, see, just can you tell me quickly why why is divine hostess necessary right now? Why do you think it's the importance of divine hostess right now at this very moment? 
I think that it's important because your health is always important. So I have a line mm-hmm. that I say often in my videos, which is eat like you love to live. And so you want to be practical, obviously. And I'm kind of against the health snobs out there, the ones that say, I can't believe you eat pancakes. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's the end of the world. Oh, my God. Those are so to live a little. Right. Oh. But you have to have balance. <laughs> Got to have balance. So that's where I come okay. in. And so I think it's just important for people. If they want to live a healthy lifestyle, I want them to come and follow me, feel like they're part of a community, feel like we're friends, feel like there's no silly questions. You don't know why is everyone making a big deal about these green smoothies. Hopefully, this is a place you can come without yeah. judgment and 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 hear, have it be very simple, so you can start your health journey not on April first, not on Monday, but now. And so, I think that that's what's available, and that's why Divine Host is is important. There's some people have tried a million different diets and fads and different things, but this is something simple that you can slowly adopt until it's a lifestyle and not just a momentary diet. And so that's why I think it's important. It's just just really adapting a healthy and whole lifestyle, not just eating right, getting enough sleep, drinking water, having a positive mindset, all of it, your spiritual health. It's a whole thing. And that's why I think, that's where I think Divine Hostess comes in. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tisha, for being on the show. So quickly before we leave, you got a few minutes left. Let everyone know what's your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagram, where can they find you? Okay, so Twitter is Divine Hostess. Make sure you spell divine right, D-I-V-I-N-E-H-O-S-T-E-S-S. That's the same for Instagram, also same for Facebook, so just facebook.com forward slash Divine Hostess. I'm also on Snapchat, similar to Instagram, but a lot more reels. You're not going to get the edited photos, but I usually show throughout the day what I'm eating, what I'm up to, what I do for fitness. So um, definitely follow me, interact with me. Let's be friends on there. All right. Thank you, Fee, for being on the show. I enjoyed it so much. And thank you all Absolutely. for tuning in tonight. The call, your answer. I'm your host, Mia Watkins. You can find this archive, you can find this later on on blogtalkradio.com slash the call, your answer. You can also follow me at Instagram. It's at the call, your answer. And I have a Facebook page now where I'll be putting up stuff about all my guests. Like, I'll be I'll be posting some quotes they've said, their events, or new stuff about what's going on in their life to keep you guys up to date with them, too. My Facebook page is The Call Your Answer. Thank you guys so much, Dee. Thank you, Divine Hostess, for being on the show. And have a great evening, everybody. Thanks, Nia. All right, bye. Bye.